More with independent political analyst Thea Fenter joins us on the line. Thea, thanks very much for joining us. What do you make of the call? ANC, you heard Jesse Dwight there. UDM joining them in court as well. What do you make of that? Well, um, if, if they are typical bitches, like she's saying, then there's merit in the case. But we, we know that there are several issues that are all in play in this whole um, question. There's the issue of the ANC salaries and the... Um, ANC workers not uh, working according to to uh, overtime and things like that. There is considerable conflict in the branches to get uh, the lists finalized. And then there is a problem where branches have made up their lists, send it through to the um, uh, House to, to finalize. Then provincial and regional secretaries change those lists because... What we are seeing is that about 40%, 45% of old councillors are not returning mm. uh, when the election takes place. So that's a huge um, uh, amount of people that are going to, to exit and new, newcomers coming in. And um, the ANC must field approximately 10,000 candidates, about 4,800 candidates in wards and the rest being proportional. So it's a huge job to get those things sorted out. And like I said, if it's technical, then I think they've got a chance. But um, I think other things are really at play here. Surely we would know if it's technical. Other political parties would get involved and say, well, our candidates couldn't be registered either. Exactly. That's why I think the court is the right forum where you can hear um, all kinds of... uh, versions of the story, um, and um, I personally think that uh, the ANC is using an excuse for internal um, problems rather than typical problems. The UDM getting involved as well, what do you make of that? The UDM is a small party. They're fielding very, very little um, candidates. They're primarily involved in the Eastern Cape and and so on, and I think um, what they are doing... Uh, I know General Holomisa quite well. He loves to be involved in all kinds of stories. And I uh, I think um, this is giving them a little bit of, uh, of a media platform and a little bit of exposure. Let's talk uh, about the courts. Obviously, they have to decide whether they can extend the registration longer. What's the constitutionality of that? Now, that's exactly their job. And while you're talking about constitutionality, I thought the IEC would go to the um, electoral court first before they go to the constitutional court on the other issue that is also in play, whether the election must take place or not, because mm. that, that's the court of first instance um, on, on elections, and they, um, they work on short time spans, not like the other courts where you wait six months or a year or whatever. The um, electoral um, court is a court that operates in short time spans, and they, they're very, very um, involved in, in things, and I think it's the right forum to, to use in this case. What would the impact be of allowing more time for the ANC and the UDM? Well, if they allow that, then I think most other political parties that also have problems sorting out. You see, all the political parties were thinking that the election will not take place. Mm. Now, as we speak at this moment, we also still don't know. We're still waiting for a court. 
But I think the right thing to do was to get your house in order for if the date of the 27th is going to remain. And I think a few parties did not utilize the opportunity or were of the opinion that we will in any case have an uh, election date mm. into 2022. So it, it caught a few political parties off guard, of which the biggest uh, being the ANC. You heard Jesse Droite in that in that soundbite saying denying people the possibility to be able to choose an ANC candidate in these thirty odd wards is is that something to worry about? No, no, not really. I, I she she speaks as the acting secretary general of the ANC. In other words, she's now presenting the ANC case. The ANC mm. has this fascinating uh, kind of uh, attitude that they. They decided on lists, and then they had, or they claimed to have had, community meetings where the community at large um, had a say in the final candidates. And I think that is a very theoretical and, I think, a highly academic kind of of approach. Um, Those things that I witnessed myself were all ANC en masse and with very little uh, community members, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Community member would be, in my view, anybody from any political party. What I saw was closely ANC meetings deciding on ANC candidates. And just quickly, Theo Fenter, uh, EFF and the DA saying they're going to stand for election in all the wards. They got their lists in and they're against any extension of the candidate list. Yeah, exactly, because they worked uh, towards the election date um, after the proclamation. The ANC's problem, of course, is that they've got a very elaborate system of candidate um, election um, processes, uh, branch meetings, um, extended branch meetings, regional meetings, provincial um, filters put on top of it, and then unwritten in the ANC constitution, factions. Factions are informal. Uh, ways of, of um, a division within the ANC. And I think that all, all those things put together mm. brought the fact uh, that the ANC couldn't fulfill all the requirements on Monday evening. Independent political analyst Theo Fenter, thank you very much, brings us to just after half past 12. Let's get the latest news headlines with Nobsa.